damn it, Bobby! The Fire Protection Roundtable. Matt, have you met have you met my buddies Brian, Mike, and Tyson? Probably not. <laughs> What's nice going on, Matt? <laughs> I'm Mike, also known as Bobby. I'm Brian. Yeah, you all follow each other on Instagram. I know that. Yeah, Atlanta Fire Protection. Awesome. Yep. Okay, you too. Yeah. <laughs> How's it been going, Matt? What have you been up to uh, fire protection wise? Uh, we've been really busy teaching a lot of classes. Okay. Um, ready for the year to kind of wind down a little bit. Yeah, for the gonna lie, It's gonna be nice. Um, you doing a lot? <clears throat> you doing a lot of talking? A lot of talking. Uh, <laughs> you have no idea. That's great. But it's fun. <laughs> I mean, you get you get tons of different people that come in here from you know all over the country, all actually all over the world. So that that experience alone is really really cool. Yeah, that's um, really that's really awesome. I mean, <clears throat> I I would assume most of us know a lot of like NFPA how things work in the U.S. But you start talking to people from Europe and you know South America and it's india australia fire protection is so much different where they live it's it's really cool to just kind of learn about that from them <laughs> so it that, definitely is i just did a podcast with an uh, engineer in brazil and and they don't even have like inspectors and they don't they don't have code. like ASJs, man no and they <laughs> there's a code but no one has to follow yeah there, there's no enforcement whatsoever it's crazy no. Like I had this guy from Argentina and I'm like trying to explain to him like, well, you know, you can talk to your AHJ about this. He's like, there is no AHJ. I'm like, <laughs> all right, then. Okay. So you guys Just are do like, what you want. Yeah. You're putting in fire protection out of like the kindness of your heart, which I applaud you for it. Like props to you for doing it, but Holy cow. That's, that's different. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then, you know, hope they're doing it right. Some are and, Hopefully, some are learning to do it right, I guess. Right? <laughs> um, not many, a perfect world. We know that much. Yeah. How, right. many, how many people are you seeing uh, weekly? Um, I mean, it depends, but we deal with insurance companies, risk consultants, yeah. engineers, inspectors, uh, service people, installers. So you could have a class that's... 20 25 people they could mm. be there for a week they could be there for two weeks you could have a class of like we had monday to you know wednesday we had an itm class of four people which mm. you hope to have more people but you know you get a lot of cancellations last minute stuff i mean that's kind of a seems to happen more on the jci end of things and like the open enrollment classes but yeah i mean having a four-person class is really good for the students because they get a lot of one-on-one time one-on-one -on -one. Yep. you know they get to play like we have a really cool valve lab so mm. they have plenty of time to you know just continuously trip valves reset them learn how they work really get in deep understand it because i mean the one cool thing is it's the one place you can play with a pre-action system and not care about what happens on the other end you know, that's, that's yeah, right. really cool. People are yeah. definitely afraid of pre-action valves. And I'm like, yeah, trip this thing, break this thing. I don't care. It doesn't matter <laughs> to me. I'll, just, I'll fix it or we can just reset it together. It's fine. That's you're it. not going to, you're not going to flood a freezer. You're not going to, you know, flood a data center. You don't have to worry about the museum over there. It's, this is where you want to learn. So it, it is a yeah. cool thing to offer to people. Yeah. You have every type of valve in there. We have 
four drive one hold on i mean we have dry wet dry pre-action deluge valves um i want to say there's one two five dry valves four wet valves maybe three deluge and the rest are pre-action mm, okay. some good stuff there and yeah. will you will you tell the guys what your job title is and where you're located? <clears throat> so I am a technically I'm a fire technical trainer out of Cranston, Rhode Island. It's at the Tyco R and D facility, mm. and it's called the Frederick Brunel Education Center. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really just such cool. a it's such an honor to be able to talk to you. I, it is. I, it's more honorable for me to be able to like talk to people in the industry than just. <laughs> do what i do all day but <laughs> i mean you guys are the ones that get to like play with i mean legally i'm not allowed to play with all the fun stuff because oh, okay you know, i live in connecticut i work in rhode island you need a you know just probably like uh uh who's the guy in mass who's i'm in mass yes yeah. yes so like you probably still need like a a fitter's license to basically do anything in mass or work. On I can only work in mass. I can only work in mass. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, can't I can, work I can, in mass Connecticut or Rhode Island. So. I could take the, I could just, I could sign up and take the test in Rhode Island. Yeah. In Connecticut if I wanted to, but I have no reason to just be paying to renew that. If, unless there's work down there. Yeah. How does that work? We don't have a card here. <clears throat> just a journeyman card. It says sprinkler fitter on it and you need it to Is it just for union stuff. No, I got it non-union. I got my ticket non-union, and then, you know, then I came in the union with it. Same, yeah, same yeah. thing with me. State Nevada, you know, I have a G card certification from the state fire marshal's office. But if I went to Atlanta and I pulled my G card out of my wallet, it doesn't mean jack to you guys over there. Yeah, look it, it's like, a massive. It's that? a Massachusetts thing. It's a. I have a. Yeah. It's, yeah. It says Matt. That's the first word on it. The Massachusetts journeyman sprinkler fitter license. So if I was gonna go, let's say I moved to las vegas how would i go about getting the card so you have to you have to actually work for a firm they call it a firm so you have to be employed by a sprinkler installation company and then depending on what your job title was if you're going to be a sprinkler technician or install fire sprinklers or work on water-based fire protection system the company you work for would schedule an appointment through the state fire marshal's office for you and set up a testing day and it's uh there's one test every three months so then you have to wait and basically wait for your test date to arrive and then you would go down to the testing facility and take the exam and when you get done taking the exam you're going to know when you walk out of that room whether you passed or failed and uh if you pass they then mail you your certification card in the mail and the day Is it you easy get start or uh, it's, I mean, it's 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 NFPA 13 based. Uh, you need to know a lot of a lot of information, and and there's a lot of questions on the exam that have nothing to do with sprinkler systems at all. It's a lot of underground. You need to know about CPVC. I had a question about a tank that was like yeah, 40 feet tall and it was 20 feet wide and it was filled five oh eighths of the way. Gosh, How many yeah. gallons are yeah. in it? Like what uh, the yeah. fuck? Yeah, <laughs> but for the most for the most part, it was. It was like true and false and multiple choice, and it was fifty. I I think that the sprinkler exam was was fairly easy. Yeah. They, After I did all it, my testing, and everything. Depends on who you ask. I think the test is pretty uh, it's pretty easy. I passed it my first time. 
There's guys yeah. that have taken it, you know, three times. And they still can't pass it. <clears throat> yep. So, like I said, you either love this shit, you eat, breathe this stuff, or if you're just here to get a paycheck and you're not really concerned or care about anything, you just want to clock in, do your job, and go home, and you go in there and take that exam, you're not going to pass it. Yeah. When I took it, I think there was like five, there was 500 questions, but your test is going to have 50 questions and it rotates like 50. So the guy next to you is going to have 50 different questions. The guy next to him have 50 different questions. Yeah. So I made 500 so note cards and I'd run through them every night. Okay. Yeah, you can't cheat. The guys on next to you have sprinkler exams. He's doing one through 50. You're doing 51 through 100. And the guy next to you is doing 100 to yeah, 100. You can't cheat on my set either. Yeah. Oh, man. You just be cheating yourself. Yeah, Matt, I just learned that you are, you got into fire protection because you were a volunteer firefighter. Is this true? Yeah. This is cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> so I technically <laughs> have a degree in horticulture. Uh, I went to Vermont Technical College up in Randolph Center, Vermont, many, many years ago. Uh, didn't really do much of that. I was basically working at my buddy's orchard, and he was, at the time, my deputy fire chief. Oh, wow. And it started because it was like, you know, 10 degrees outside in February and I'd be pruning apple trees with him and he'd just be like, oh, fire call, got to go. And, eventually, <laughs> like, and it like happened over and over again. I was like, can I like join you? Like, this kind of sucks. You keep leaving me out here. And then <laughs> I got into firefighting. It was pretty cool. And then I was looking at, do I want to go the career firefighting route or like do something different? And I'm not, I mean, I'm not like, squeamish about stuff but i'm just not big on the medical side of things i don't really want to do a lot of ems work and part of a lot of firefighting is doing ems work so i right. kind of ton didn't want to deal with that and then i went on a fishing trip up in maine with a guy that worked at you know jci tyco rnd at the time and he was like hey look at this video they're just he's like show me videos like fire testing he's like yeah they light rooms on fire they watch if the sprinkler works or not and then if not they put it out mm. he's like they need someone else to do it and i was like that sounds like kind of a cool job mm. so how long have you been doing it so 20 july of 2018 i started with the Tyco r&d facility um started doing like fire testing stuff like that i'm i, mean, I wouldn't call myself super mechanical but kind of mechanical so i like started working with a lot of like coupling testing fittings um building stuff you know basically grooving a ton of pipe doing a lot of testing with it and then you know threading a bunch of pipe building setups whatever did that for about three years and then an opportunity opened up in the training facility to teach essentially like nfpa 25 classes and i was like you know i've been doing the same thing for a while i kind of want to expand my knowledge grow learn and took the opportunity uh july of last year and it's been really fun ever since sick i actually you know i uh go ahead Brian. i was on an interview um i wanted to go interview with atlanta fire uh was it fire marshal office here because one of my friends was like really high up he was about to retire and stuff he's like oh just come talk to him so um I went in there and they were going to start me off at firefighter two, um, which is a little bit more money than you would normally go in at. And then uh, I was talking to them. And then I was like, during the interview, and I was like thinking myself way out of this because I had to like drive my personal car 
from the house to Atlanta, hmm. and then I had to get their vehicle. And then, like, my career is basically dictated on one guy, whoever my supervisor is. Hmm. And I can't really, like, leave, you know, because then all these things, like pension, all the other stuff has to start all over. Versus, like, the fire sprinkler, you know, trade. If I don't like the guy, I'll just go to another company. You know, mm-hmm. they give me a truck to drive. This is like, it didn't make any sense. I'm not trying to talk anybody out of being a fire marshal at all, but like, it mm-hmm. just, it just didn't make sense to me, you know? Yeah. If there was a part of the industry that you guys would say, because uh, everybody's got a different idea, but what would you say? Yeah. Like, I would love to hear from each of you which part of the industry is intimidating to you. Like, do you have one, or are you just an expert in all of it? Or what? For me, it would be fire alarm, because in mass, we don't do it. I don't have to do it. It's an electrician's job. Um, if an electrician <laughs> in the local 103 caught me in his panel, it would, you know, he'd be that, that's his work. It would be the same as he would be unwrenching my sprinkler head, you know? Uh, so the fire alarm panel, is that's his job. So anytime I go do a sprinkler shutdown, the GC is scheduling an electrician at, you know, does fire alarm to be there to take out all my points mm, so fire alarm for mike what uh for mike bobby what about you tyson over here i <clears throat> the state fire marshal of nevada allows a g card holder to operate all the fire alarms that are attached to the sprinkler system so i can literally block out my own flow switches i can uh check my NAC circuits i know how to uh check for ground faults uh I can, you know, reset alarm panels. Uh, you know, if the batteries are dead, I can have my alarm technicians come out and replace the battery. You know, we know how to, I know, we know I'm, I'm, I'm there on site when they do 24 hour battery tests. Yeah. So working on the fire alarm stuff, it's all low voltage. It's not, it's not really that complicated. It's pretty yeah. simple stuff. What, what side of the industry would you say would be intimidating for you? Uh, the, the kitchen hood stuff. Kitchen yeah, hood. Ansel. Kitchen hood, Ansel, the grease fires, uh, putting putting nozzles in, in grease duct. I can't stand it. I don't want nothing to do with it. I hate it. <laughs> so many guys it's say that. Funny. So many sprinkler guys say that. Yeah. Sprinkler <laughs> sprinkler fitters are prima donnas, dude. We, we, uh, <laughs> we are the prima donnas of the trade. And uh, that's it. Still, like, they always say, like, the iron steel, steel guys are all the assholes. And the sprinkler fitters are the fucking dudes that, like, get everything they want. They get all the best stuff. And they get to be in the job first. Let me put get, my puzzle together. Yeah, yeah. Get everything out of his way. The sprinkler fitters are here. Yeah. You know. It's a big puzzle. What about you? Send me a big puzzle. What about you, uh, Matt? So I don't deal a lot with kitchen systems. I don't deal a lot with uh, foam. I definitely don't do alarms. Alarms, I wouldn't say they <laughs> intimidate me. I just know enough to not get too involved in them. Yeah. My best experience with alarms is uh, hopefully they didn't reset it when I get there as a firefighter, and yeah. I can just try to figure out what's going on. I'd say the, of what I deal with the most that intimidates me would be the design side of things. Okay. Um. Because I know there's a big push for us in particular to start dealing with more classes on the design side. And it's just something I'm not super comfortable with, but trying to learn more and more about. But it can also be 
a little intimidating going between yeah. NFPA, FM Global, yeah. dealing with all the data sheets and. Yeah, a lot of guys, the the fire alarm guys love fire alarm. <laughs> yeah, like they collect their alarms. Like, yeah. and if they don't, they turn into sprinkler guys pretty quick. <laughs> yes, I've yes. noticed that. Yes. I see a lot of people that are like, I did fire alarms for like a year, two years. Now I'm a sprinkler guy. I like it so much better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because I, I had zero interest in fire alarm. I just wanted the wrench on some iron pipe. Like that, mm. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to talk bad about fire alarm, but because fire <laughs> alarm makes the sprinkler system all, all come together. But in, in Vegas here, we call fire alarm guys fags, F A G. Oh damn! Yeah. Fire alarm guy. Fire fire alarm guy. That's the same up here. And, and they, like they, carry, they carry their little pouch on the side of their pot of their pants with their you know the little scissors in there and their so little, cute. Yep. little little screwdriver. I'm like, I'll get your I need bag. Them. Go over there, work on my panel. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I wouldn't mind understanding more of and yeah. knowing more about, but it's yeah. definitely not something I would want to do for a living. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and Brian, you're you're probably the biggest, most tall, strong guy that we have here, and we want to know what side <laughs> of the industry intimidates you. Special hazard. Special hazard. Yeah, dude. I was up at. Uh, so one of my customers is a uh, is a big university here in Georgia. You probably guess it. And uh, I was in their big data center. So we were changing out some uh, some pull stations and relocating some boxes, and I was up in the ceiling cutting wire, pulling new wire. And if you just cut the wrong wire, it mm. just it'll dump. Yeah. And then <laughs> you're in, and then you might as well just like call an Uber to go home. You know, like <laughs> this is like a is the price of like um, some gas now is ridiculous now. Like oh, they're discontinuing so much, and and it would have been over a million dollars to replace the gas. So I was like, I'll just go will home. You, will you explain <laughs> to the listeners? Explain to the listeners uh, what special hazard is. What side of that? Spencer hazard is a uh, chemical. Um, so it it will um, put the flame out with chemicals. So there's chemicals stored in a <laughs> in a tank, no kind of like a uh, yes, kind of like a um, fire extinguisher. So that all the chemicals are uh, compressed into the fire extinguisher, mm -hmm. and when you press the nozzle, and then it it goes off. Well, this are huge tanks that are attached to nozzles in a big room. Airports. And you, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, you're yeah, boom. You're referring. You're referring to energy. Energy. Um, geez, there's so like many different halon. things. Halon. So halon. Yeah, halon. This is this is the intimidating. Side guys, <laughs> yeah, Halon. I don't. You guys still use Halon? Um, uh, I don't think we're put. I don't think we're putting it in anymore. But pretty yeah, sure Halon. the Air Force bought up all the Halon. Who did? Well, yeah, yeah, the Air Force. Oh. Air Force bought up all the Halon. Come on, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Nevada, Halon's been outlawed, and uh, it's all been removed from service, so you're not allowed to use it anymore. It's uh, discontinued oh, you item. You can't use it. Oh wow. Oh, okay. You can use so it. So the only the only places you're allowed to still utilize it or keep it in service is in a government or state facility in a building where there is material that if somebody was to get access to that room, mm -hmm. you could turn the Halon system on and use it as a weapon to stop them from terrorist activity. <laughs> so oh, you can wow. use the Halon to kill the person in the room. 
Yeah, isn't that you something? Can't, yeah, Damn. you can't be breeding that stuff. Yeah, it's halon will kill. We're we're as so how, how, oxygen, right? how fast? How fast would it kill you? I'm Instantly. not sure. I don't. I don't. How long can you hold your breath? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think it works. Like, I think it's. No, I, I think it's pretty just, much like I'm instant. Once you take away, it, like according to, uh, um, I guess the OSHA handbook, uh, without oxygen, it's like zero. You're done. Wow. Like, like if I'm crawling into a confined space, right? right? At any point that confined space, I go from oxygen to no oxygen. I'm just dead, yeah. just immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What if you're holding your breath? You just pass out. What if I have like a not little a, bit of breath in me? Well, because you're breathing not in. Not according to... Uh, you know, I already have like a little bit of breath. In, you know? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You're dead. So, so, you have your uh, air monitor on. I want to wrap yeah, yeah, sure. I want to wrap this episode up here pretty soon, but I'd love to be able to hear, Matt, like what do you have going on for the next week or so before Thanksgiving? Do you have a ton of work to do or um, is it going to be kind of lax? Uh, what's it look no, like? No, I have a... The last day of pump class tomorrow. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, fire pump. A lot of float. We're gonna do yeah, just fire pump ITM class. Um, really focus on like annual testing. Yeah. Um, we're gonna finish up that tomorrow afternoon. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Flow a lot of water because we recirculate all our water, so we can flow water all day long and not really care. Uh-huh. Um, and then to be honest, next week I took the whole week off, so yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna hang out with the family. Hopefully, shoot a deer. Uh, oh, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. My Good buddy's luck. coming You'll down from one. Vermont this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on vacation mode. Um, That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you're, you're already starting to wind down. Yeah. yeah, I'm like one more day of class. I'll, I'll have fun. I'll, I'll give them guys a good time, teach them a lot. Mm-hmm. Although they've been a great class this week, so yeah. I'm just honestly ready for the break. You guys gonna cook real good? Oh yeah, my, my mother-in-law. <laughs> Yes, dude, I my, can't wait to eat, man. My mother-in-law is going to make a feast. Mm. <clears throat> well, yeah, you guys, you know, time with family. You are? That's good. No, yeah, man, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for coming on to the Fire Protection Roundtable. It's a pleasure to be able to talk to you. Guys, Matt is the one that provided all the videos that I have on my page where there's a facility and there's sprinklers going. Hey, okay. when, did you, yeah, when did you go to that, Matt? Uh, well, Matt, I work there. He works there, yeah. <laughs> oh, you work there. So oh, that's yeah, in Rhode Island. In yeah, yeah. It's in Cranston, Rhode Island. Oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah, <laughs> he sent it to so, me. He sent. I'm it like, to you me. don't even know all the fun stuff that I have, dude. That he's is got, cool. He's got. I can facility. light stuff on fire for you. I have a coworker that sent me video <laughs> videos that are identical to that. I mean, he had to go all the way to Michigan. Why wouldn't he just go right down to Rhode Island? I well, so JCI. Tyco owns Ansel ChemGuard. Um, they actually split the the like the foam classes between our facility and the one in Michigan, or no, it's Wisconsin. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, so, was, yeah. That's what I meant. So they do a lot of classes up in Wisconsin. They do a lot of the foam stuff up there, but they also do some of it down here once in a while, which is more of a we kind of host other instructors to just come and teach the class. But I work out of the Cranston Island one, which is where we have you know. The burn cells, the the spray demo cell, that's uh, cool. a couple of fire pumps, all the risers. It's a it's a cool place, definitely a cool place to work. Hey, and Matt, it's also at the R and D facility as well. Hey Matt, guess what? Yesterday, yes, <laughs> I, I got <laughs> I got to go to the training facility here in Whittier, California, the local seven hundred nine training facility. 
I don't know if it's as cool as yours, but I went yesterday. They showed me around everything. It was the coolest experience, man. They had everything in there. Probably just like you, but I don't know if they have the rooms like you have. To be honest, it's cool to see anybody build a cool trading facility. Yeah. It's better for all of us, right? Um, yeah, my buddy that used real. to work with me at JCI, he's, he works for AFSA now. They're building one down in Texas. Well, another one that's going to be on the, you know, on the radar. So they're incredible. They're starting to like, pop up more and more. Yeah. Um, I, from what I've heard, there's a really cool one at what, Oklahoma State University. Oh, they have a really cool, cool facility. Um, but they're ironically in all different parts of the country, which is convenient because people come from everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and just going once is incredibly useful. It'd I be mean, cool to do a tour and see them all. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. I'd love to go check out one. We should start petitioning for that on the podcast. Do a like, tour, see we're, them all. We're, we're looking for financing for all five of us to go. Yeah, and to, <laughs> to all Oklahoma. <laughs> we'll promote your facility if you let us come and you put us up in a hotel and feed us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, uh, Matt, Epic. pleasure. Thanks for coming on last minute. Uh, no, thanks for inviting me, man. I'm glad I was able to make it. Yeah. Well, nice to meet everybody that I haven't met before. So nice yeah. meeting you. And we'll I'm prob- sure we'll all be in contact over the coming months, years, and days, yep. whatever you Absolutely. want to call it. But oh yeah, the more networking you can do in this industry, the better. Because yep. everyone Absolutely. sees every everyone sees something different. So that's you, it, man. You might as well all just learn off each other, you know. It's true. Yeah, I learn something every time I get on this podcast. For real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I tell all the people that walk into our training facility is we're going to learn as much off of you guys as you are off of us because you all have different experiences that we've never seen before, and it's going to help everyone. Wow. Cool beans. How, can I, how many females are in your classes? Uh, not as few as... A pretty good the numbers are growing. The numbers are growing. There's de- uh, yeah, and I mean we do risk consulting engineers. We do people that manage facilities. We do a lot of firefighters. Um, and you'd be surprised, to be honest. It's it's a growing number of females. And one of our our lead trainer, one of my coworkers, is a female, and she's probably the smartest person that works in the entire facility. So wow, there's like one female sprinkler fitter on instagram i think i've seen her um like sprinkler life share her stuff a couple of times there's a couple of them yeah the fire sprinkler barbie oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i love I how, follow her I'm i love how follow her. i love how the guys know they just know <laughs> yeah, there's like 10 but good luck guys. You gotta <laughs> like understand instagram it's yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's like they're when, everywhere i had a lady fitter on the uh on the big job she could bite more heads than some of the guys. Really? That's yeah, cool. legit, legit, man. She was the best. Something yeah, she. Yeah. I caught her on on Sprinkler Life's page, and she's like an inspector and a and a design consultant and everything. So, and she she posts some pretty cool content about fire pumps and mm. replacing valves, and mm. it's pretty interesting. Cool. That's legit. Hey, guys, I'm gonna right roll, now. man. All right. All right, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna have a good gym night in the morning. Right, have a great y'all. night. And y'all enjoy your week, and I look forward to talking to you again. All right, take care, guys. Likewise. All right, see you. Damn it, Bobby! The Fire Protection Roundtable.